Hey everybody, I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. The Blast from Our Past Network. And welcome back to Action Action, the action movie podcast that watches all the action movies. We put them on our list. Sometimes we agree. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we need a guest to, you know, get in between us and decide for us. Yeah, keep us from killing each other. Uh, This week we have a special guest. But before we get to that, hey, guess what? We're on the BFOP network. (laughs) I always forget until the last second. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you should go check out those shows on there, like uh, Talking Back. Uh, yeah, yeah, po- Talking Back, yeah. Talk, Talking Back. Yeah, check and, them out. And the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest. Uh, uh, I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Dustin. Hey! And John <laughs> is... I, I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> well, we can't keep saying he's dead. Y- yeah. He's dead to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he's just not here, okay? So stop with the emails. Yeah, all these messages we're getting. Where is John? I'm not going to listen to the show anymore unless John comes back. We get it. <laughs> Our ratings are in the shitter. Okay. <laughs> totally get that. Anyways, enough of that. We are joined by a guest today. We are joined by Tim from Talking Back. Hey, Tim, thanks for joining us today. Bonjour. <laughs> Wait, you're from Manitoba, I thought. <laughs> no, I thought that was for Leon in the movie. Oh yeah, free, oh yes, free no, good yeah. call, good call. Okay, no, hey yes, guys, thanks we, for uh, having me on. Happy to be yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's been way too long. We should have had you on a long time ago, but yeah, um, it took us only only like three or four years into into this to to get you on. But I, here you are. I, oh, I think we're good. at five years actually. Five years, but not since we were on the no, not, not since we're on the BFO. We've been in, you know, invited onto the BFOP network. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. We are. It's hard. Scheduling is hard. Scheduling is hard. Sorry. It's more okay. effort than... Fucking... I'm sorry, Tim. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, right? a, I actually don't have a problem with it. It's, it's not a problem. I'm happy to be God on now, though. Damn Thanks it. for the invite. Hey, yeah, no problem. Hey, um, so why don't you tell everyone if, you know, they're not listening to you already, why don't you tell them what Talking Back is all about? Uh, where they can find you and, you know, you're on Instagram or that death trap of Facebook. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we're on uh, Twitter and Facebook and not a lot of stuff happens there. I'm thinking of just deleting those accounts. They're useless. Uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're on Instagram. We uh, do some stuff over there. You can get in, get in touch with us uh, us over there. But, yeah, we're, we're uh you know, talking back to podcast with me and my brother Dean, and we like to chat about movies, comics, video games, and other stuff. Um, we sometimes walk through franchises. Uh, we have, you know, we have a bit of crossover with some of the stuff you guys do. We've, um, you know, done some action series. We've done, you know, the Predator franchise, Alien. We've uh, we, 
kind of making our way through RoboCop and yeah, we uh, release an episode every Monday and we uh, have, have a lot of fun. We just try to be fun and informative. That's what we try to do. And uh, you can find us anywhere. Nowadays, you just, you know, search, just, search us in Google and yeah. it'll pop up. So Talking Back Podcast, it'll, it'll pop up. So check it out. Working your way through RoboCop, are you guys going to do the animated series as well? <laughs> Did you ever see the cartoon back uh, in the 80s? No, I don't really remember that. So we didn't do that. We did. We're going through the movies. So we did one and two. And we actually just recently covered. Oh, I'm not sure when this episode's coming out, but if if ours isn't out yet, it should be out any time. But it's a episode on the Frank Miller RoboCop 2 script. Um, Oh, okay. his, His script for the movie got butchered and it wasn't at all what he wanted. So they actually released a full nine issue graphic novel of his script so uh, that was really cool we had fellow bfop uh, network friend uh cory on for that one so uh keep, nice. keep your eyes open for that yeah that sounds pretty cool uh i remember hearing stuff about that about the script being all screwed up but i didn't know, realize that they had done a, a series of graphic novels on it that's pretty cool yeah, it was good. Like it was obviously like more Frank Miller-ish, more hardcore, more adult. Right. Uh, fun read though. Nice. nice. I, remember, I remember I had a black and white. You know, sometimes there'd be those comic book adaptations of movies when they came out. I had a black and white RoboCop two comic book, and I was a, and I was a messed up kid, so I like would color in all the blood because there was all these like <laughs> <laughs> squibs and yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. The good call. With the recent animal that you just killed. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> uh what'd you kill <laughs> no no was it he's, on purpose he's trying to make me sound like a demented serial killer no he just microwaves it's working it's working <laughs> just like it's just some experiments guys <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. uh how about uh predator i mean tell me how awesome predator 2 is and it, how it's like up there as one of the best. Well, I, I mean, I'm with you. I love Predator 2. I grew up with that. Um, you know, it's tough, in my opinion, to beat Predator 1. It's just, it's a great I agree. movie. It's 10 out of 10. Yeah, uh, yeah. In my rankings, though, I've got Predator, Predator 2, and then Prey. So that's my top three. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's about right. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's what I would have. Yeah, you I think love, John. You love too. I think John has Predator. I think he even has he, maybe he, Prey. I think he put Prey first. Prey, <laughs> Prey is one, and then Predator, and then Predator Two. But yeah, uh, yeah, I love Predator Two. It's just, it's great. That one's that one's it. more fun every time I watch it. Oh yeah, totally. Know, it's so good. Anyways, uh, thank you for being on the show, and um, we are going to go into our segment called Seek or Destroy. Indeed. Uh, Tim, what have you been watching? What should we seek and what should we destroy? Well, I don't really have a destroy uh, this week. No, that's it. You're off the show. Hold on, hold on. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Lionheart. Maybe Lionheart. Oh, oh, oh here we go. Hey. Uh, preview. preview. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to do some seeks. Uh, I'm playing a lot and loving Tears of the Kingdom right now, the uh, new Legend of Zelda game. Oh um, man, I'm playing so much of that too. And I, it's so addicting. I I, like, I don't know if you played Breath of the Wild, but I played that. I, I loved that game. I thought that was a 10 out of 10 game, and they somehow made this one so much better. That it just Ugh, I haven't broken of, down and bought bought Tears of the Kingdom yet, but it, it, it's coming. <laughs> you should do it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I, I know, uh, James, you were kind of bitching a short time ago just about how much how much stuff there is to do like it's hard to <laughs> uh-huh. it's hard to keep track and get into it and it's very true like 
you'll you'll get a quest and you'll start going down the path on this quest and 10 seconds later you'll bump into someone who's like oh uh <laughs> what about this yeah I, I hit a i hit a treasure chest in the cave over here you should go check that out and you're like oh, okay yeah. well i better check that out before my quest and then on your way to that you'll pass a shrine and you're like oh maybe i should yeah, go in exactly. and do that and then oh Oh, maybe I should go get the Master Sword. I might need that. And then, oh, hey, what about the main quest? Shouldn't you be on the main quest? Oh, I guess I should do that. And then, oh, why don't you go collect the tears? And then you're like, well, what's a tear? I don't even know what a tear is. Uh, so it, it can be really distracting to try to, like, focus in and, and do stuff. But I don't care. I'm having fun. There's just It's just more stuff to do. So Yeah, I mean, so I don't play video games ever. Yeah, that's and, the thing. James is not a video game guy. Um, so it's, he's kind of diving into the deep so, end here. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I made a mistake. John's like, yeah, you should get Zelda. It's a lot of fun. You know, the kids love it. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll get it. And then I get it. And it's like five hours later, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm playing it. And I'm like, why the fuck? Why is my neck sore? Yeah, my shoulders. Exactly. And like, like. I need to go to bed. Like it's like one a.m. It's just it's a lot of fun, and the fun thing is is like my kids don't necessarily like playing it, but they really like watching me play it. Okay, and which is fun, and um, but man, there's so much. Like I, and like I don't know. I guess I'm just not smart, so I have to watch a lot of walkthroughs on like how to do stuff because. It's just I'm supposed to know magically that <laughs> I'm supposed to do this because well, there's a lot one of things too that something. like if you haven't been playing video games all along, so you don't have the sort of built-in intuitions that come with like oh this is how games are sort of designed and this is what they would expect me to do kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah, but I mean even I I use plenty of walkthrough shit cuz you know I just get frustrated and I'm like oh, I'm not going to sit here for 4 hours and try to figure this shit out. So Yeah, I don't have what time for that anymore. Like I'll I'll yeah. very easily just go and check out a video. I'm trying to like do some stuff on my own, but yeah, there's stuff I'll just look up, you know. I'll try it yeah. and if I can't get it right away, I'll look it up, but I'm trying to go through it, you know, by myself. Although I'm playing like at the same time my son is. Uh he's 8. And he oh, yeah. he looks up all the videos. He likes all the spoilers, and I want no spoilers. I want to try to do it myself. And right, right. Yeah, we were yeah. fighting over the the game disc for a while, so I actually had to go out and buy a second <laughs> disc so that we could each have our oh, own man. disc. Oh yeah. uh, wow! <laughs> well, so you're all zelded up in that house. Anything else you've yeah. been checking out? That's the video game. Um, TV wise, uh, I'm with James. I like to watch a lot of baseball whenever it's on. Uh, I find that just relaxing. It's uh, it's fun to edit a podcast to baseball because it's like you got oh, it on okay. in the background. It's a good time. Yeah, killer. yeah, uh, totally. I'm rewatching Breaking Bad for the second time uh, after nice. finishing Better Call Saul. I just kind of felt like I had to jump back into Breaking Bad, which is just in my opinion one of the best shows that's you know been released. So definitely, definitely, definitely recommend. I've been that. I've been feeling that pull too. It's just for me like. I, I want to watch it. There's and like certain shows. I'm just rewatching Sopranos actually right now. Um, it's like okay, I got to go back. These shows were such high quality; they deserve to be watched at least one more time. It's just like when do I fucking carve that out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never watched Breaking Bad. Oh no, oh, man, you got you got to. No, it's good. It's a good one. Uh, well, how many seasons are there? Like seven. I think, I think. there's seven. No, yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Too much for me. <laughs> if you get into it, it goes I, pretty quick. I mean, I just. 
I, I make this mistake where I don't watch a show and then I start watching it and then I binge it. And I did this with Bosch where then I just start fucking dreaming Bosch. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just day and night I wake up, I watch Bosch and then I go to sleep and I dream about Bosch. Like it's not healthy. <laughs> yeah. So you may have to find a way to like, I don't know, pace that out a little bit. No, I have like an addictive personality or something. <laughs> Some kind of problem. Yeah, don't don't try drugs ever, James. Okay. Well, I haven't. That's <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, you've lived a good wholesome um, life. Well, Breaking yeah. Bad is definitely a seek. Any any other uh, any other things you've been checking out? Any movies or anything? Or I mean, movies. It's, there's always movies for the podcast. But um, right. the other thing I would bring up is I recently like did a bit of a dive into. I like I like wrestling. Uh, old old school wrestling mostly, and I. Nice. Uh, uh, got into a bit of uh, Mick Foley's catalog and oh, yeah. came across a video of Mick Foley and The Undertaker watching the Hell in the Cell match and commentating on oh, it. Oh, yeah. I just saw, I've been seeing this on my YouTube suggested uh, oh, things to watch. Check later. it out. It's really, really cool. Um, it was just fun to see that match you know, all over again and just hear them describing each step of the way of, of what was going on. It was really like enlightening. Like I expected it to be a lot more scripted than it was and and it really wasn't and man it, it's pretty cool a wild match probably i don't know one of the most <laughs> violent matches that you know exists but it was yeah cool. it's it's that's just a crazy moment in that they'll never be sort of topped in terms of you know extreme that's the one where like he wrestling. puts him through the top of the yeah he first throws him off the top and he like falls all the way down right. hits it goes through a table and then later he like choke slams him on the roof and he breaks through which wasn't planned and like falls into the ring and mm -hmm. shit yeah that yeah. is just one of those wild I, uh, you know, that footage will play forever for WWE. Oh, like no doubt. Him getting no doubt. tossed. Yeah, it's legendary. Uh, yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Nice. nice. Right. Dustin. Oh, okay. What you got? What have I been watching? I haven't watched a lot of movies since we last recorded, but a few. I watched, I revisited AI, the 2001 Steven Spielberg movie with uh, Haley Joel Osment and uh, Jude Law. i uh, never seen it. I hadn't seen it in a long time. I remember seeing it in the theater actually when it came out, and I remember I really liked it. And it was a movie that got a got quite a bit of shit at the time. Mm -hmm. um, it was a movie that Stanley Kubrick had really developed for years and years, and then decided he wasn't the best person to direct it, and asked Spielberg to direct it. And then of course he passed away as well, anyway. But uh, uh, I still quite like it. Have you seen AI before, Tim? I saw it in the theater. That was the one time, and I was kind yeah. of like, I was like. I think I liked it, and then I was thinking, I don't. Maybe I missed something. Like maybe it was trying to be smarter than I was trying to be. But I remember liking it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a Pinocchio story, sci-fi story. Um, but yeah, it's really pretty powerful in some parts, and very melancholy feeling about the whole thing. Um, there's just some the way that humans treat these AIs are very cruel and stuff. Um, the the effects stand up pretty well considering it's a 2001 you you know CG a lot of CG stuff. Uh, I was surprised at how well m most of the effects held up. There is some shit that you know doesn't look great now, but uh, nothing that like ruins the movie or anything like that. I didn't think so. I enjoyed revisiting it. I'm not sure I liked it as much as I remembered, but I still quite liked it. Uh, I think it's getting a kind of a bit of a reappraisal now from people that are going like, oh. 
maybe this is better than we gave it credit for at the time because yeah at the time it was pretty shit on as i remember um, that was spielberg what right? else yeah spielberg yeah. yeah um there's some really just cool visual things going on in it too just imaginative world building things but uh, then I watched, uh, this will be a destroy. I watched Class of 1999 2, The Substitute. <laughs> <laughs> no. mm-hmm. uh, I watched Class of 1999 last year, I think, at some point. That's pretty fun, and it's uh, it's kind of like it, Terminator it's set in a high school where the teachers are all like fucking cyborgs, and they like. They're tr- supposed to punish the kids and keep them in line because they're all like crazy punks and right, stuff. Right, right. Um, that sounds and then, like, really the good. Kids, yeah, the first one's pretty fun. The kids fight back against the the cyborg teachers. This one, it's like uh, the, there's one cyborg teacher who somehow survived the original uh, stuff, and he goes to this new school again. Same thing where there's all the crazy punks. He's trying to keep them in line. Uh, and of course he murders them and stuff like that. <laughs> and, uh, but this one, it felt more like you, I'm like, Oh, am I supposed to be on the cyborgs side this time? Cause the kids are like made to be so bad that like in the first movie you were supposed to cheer for the kids, I felt like, but in this one I was like, they're kind of like reversing it until the end. And then they're just like, no, no, he is bad. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I was like oh, okay. But okay. Whatever. It was kind of confusing. It wasn't nearly as fun as the original one. Uh, and then I, I watched a couple movies for um, July 3rd. I had to revisit The Return of the Living Dead, which I think you came over to watch about yeah. a couple years back, James. Uh, this is a movie that takes place on July 3rd. It has a famous title screen at the beginning. Uh, have you seen that one ever, Tim? Classic uh, zombie comedy horror movie from uh, the 80s? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I haven't seen it much. Maybe just one time. Yeah, it's it's a fun movie. It's just really goofy. It's got the tar man, who's probably the most famous part of that movie. Uh, he's like the black, goopy zombie. Some really fun practical effects. Uh, some funny stuff. There's the punks that are hanging out in the graveyard, and this like zombie acid rain hits the graveyard, so all the dead corpses come out of the ground. There's some funny shit in this movie where the zombies are kind of smart and like. They get on the, they eat like the paramedics who come to the scene, and then like one of them gets on the walkie talkie and he's like, send more paramedics. <laughs> so, so then they send more, and like so nice. they can eat those ones and stuff yeah. like that. Um, it's a fun movie and just like a goofy humor to it. There's some weird stuff too. There's a scene where they have uh, a sort of half zombie woman. There's just, she's just like a t- upper torso, and they've like strapped her to a table and they're talking to her, like questioning her about stuff. And they're like, why do you want to eat brains and stuff? She's like, it's the only thing that makes the pain go away. And they're like, the pain? She's like, yeah, the pain of being dead. I can feel myself rotting. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's gnarly, man. <laughs> anyway, that's a fun movie. I like to watch that one every couple of years. And then July 4th, we just passed July 4th. I mean, this episode will be coming out much later, but... Uh, I rewatched Jaws because you, I mean, it's fucking Jaws. Jaws, my uh, favorite almost, movie of all time. Is it? It's yep. it's pretty much perfect. It it's is. so good. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think I'd only I rewatched it a couple of years back, but I was like, yeah, I'm ready to watch it again. It's that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so revisited that, and of course that is absolutely a seek. If for some reason you're out there and you haven't watched Jaws, what the fuck are you doing yeah, with fuck your life? Off. <laughs> Wasting away. Off, that's eh? it. <laughs> Get, Get fucked fuck out of here. What about you, James? What have you been? Uh, what have you been watching? All right, I watched um, a kids movie with my kids. Of course. Um, 
Nimona. This is this is a new Netflix, I think, movie. Um, so Nimona, it's a a night frame for a tragic crime teams up with a scrappy shape shifting teen to prove his innocence. It's a fun movie. It's um, my kids quite enjoyed it. Um, so I recommend it that, and it's a new movie. So I haven't even heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like Netflix, everything just drops on there and they don't even tell you that. No, there's anything yeah. out. <laughs> they don't, they don't say shit. Uh, and it's got pretty good ratings on Letterboxd at least. Oh, nice. Uh, and then I, I finished, uh, the second season of the bear. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is fantastic. There's one episode, uh, episode six where it's like a family get together and it is like one of the, one of the best like episodes of television I've ever watched yeah i gotta get on that it's it's so good i really like the first season but i've been hearing that this one's even better yeah have you ever seen the bear or know of the bear no i don't what's that one about uh it's about this like chef that comes home his brother dies and gives him the restaurant that that he ran and this is in Chicago, and it's just about him. Like he's like a high end chef, yeah. And the, and the restaurant is like just kind of like a sandwich shop or yeah. whatever. And so he oh, comes okay. in to try to, to try to run his brother's sandwich place. So it's it's just like complete dysfunction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all and the coworkers. Yeah, his cousin works there, and they have like this, you know, kind of contemptuous. Well, he's not even really his cousin. Yeah, but they call each other. They call cousin. they call him cousin, yeah. but. I just find it fantastic, so uh, you should definitely check that out. Uh, and then I'm two episodes into the docu series Arnold. Oh shit! I gotta watch that. I keep forgetting. Um, which is I find fascinating. Like this, you know, I haven't really watched anything about his life, but because yeah. um, I'm not really like into like all his bodybuilding stuff, but. Uh, the first episode goes through his whole, his growing up, his parents, and like how poorly he was treated. Oh, really? And, yeah. And, and then it talks about uh, how he got into bodybuilding. And then the second episode is how he's like, yeah, you know, I did everything I possibly could with bodybuilding. So I was like, okay, what's the next thing? And then he got into acting. So then it's just talking about him and acting and uh and then the third episode which i haven't watched yet is about politics so okay yeah i gotta cool. watch that for sure yeah it's very it's very interesting um i'm sure it doesn't tell the whole story but <laughs> you know is it, what is, is is it talked about him sleeping with his maid yet or whatever <laughs> no apparently that is addressed though at, oh, okay that's what i've heard <laughs> at some point but uh so i would say check that out i mean even if you're not a fan of arnold like, uh, my wife was watching it with me mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, this is like so interesting. And, and she had like, uh, a better appreciation for him. Oh, now you can make her watch Predator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's just like, it's even like listening to John talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, cause you know, he was, John wasn't an action fan. Yeah. And when we started the podcast, he was like, he's not really an action movie guy. It was kind of like yeah. the whole thing was like, Oh, we would have one guy who wasn't really into, into the genre that much. Right. Yeah. And, and he didn't really like Arnold, but I think after he's come around. Yeah. <laughs> he's just the fucking man. 
Yeah, he's not. Yeah. 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 But that's that's about it. So nice. Yeah. So uh, why don't we get to the movie we watched this week? We watched 1990s Lionheart. Let's uh, let's hear it. <laughs> they think they can get away with murder. This is gasoline. But they didn't count on one thing. Does he have any other relatives? Anyone else that could possibly help? Who gave up your family when you joined the Legion? I never gave up my family. He's trained to fight for his life. Now, he's fighting for revenge. Just tell him Joshua's here with somebody I think she'd like to meet. Sure you want to mess up that face, handsome? They think it's a game. Hey, I got three to one against Lionheart. He's playing for keeps. But now, he's facing the ultimate challenge. That's him, a born killer. Not some bum we picked off the street. Well, this dude's already bad, they ain't bodies. I the guy I have to. The rules are simple. There's no rules. <laughs> the stakes are high. What I did tonight, I did for my family. going to be simple. Van Damme is Lionheart. All right, uh, 1990 Lionheart, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, an ex-French soldier begins participating in underground street fights in order to make money for his brother's family. Yeah, that's nice and simple. It's pretty simple. Tim, you picked this movie, so why don't you tell us, like, what's your history with this movie, and why did you pick this movie? And I know I kind of uh, <laughs> helped that pick, but why, why did you suggest it? <laughs> he sent us a few options, yeah, and you narrowed a, it down. And I was like, Van Damme! Well, yeah, I mean, I, I sent a few options, all of which I was cool with doing, so I, I never have any problem covering a Van Damme movie, so I was more than pleased that you choose, uh, chose this one, but I mean... I was, you know, as a kid, I was into all the Van Damme stuff, into all the Arnold stuff. You know, I was heading to the video store on Friday nights on my bike and looking for, you know, if either of them have a new movie out. And, you know, I'd rent their movies without knowing anything about them just because they're on the box. <laughs> so, of course, I was very excited to see this as a kid. And yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I remember not really liking it all that much as a kid. There's some stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff in here that kind of freaked me out. Like, you know what? <laughs> what a bad a bad start for a 12 year old kid in a movie is showing like a body being burnt and then showing his <laughs> burnt flesh, you know, and have him screaming out in pain in the hospital. That was kind of like an early turnoff Leon. in the movie. It yeah. didn't hook you? <laughs> no, oh, it, did. man. it didn't hook me. So, um, I, it I don't hooked know. Me. Yeah, did it? You like that kind of stuff? That's yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Gets me going, gets my juices going. <laughs> yeah. 
So um, this this was just one of like the lesser liked Van Damme movies for me. I don't know if I had seen it more than the one time. Like maybe I had seen it twice before, but I definitely haven't seen this one much. So I was very interested to go back and see, you know, what it was all about. Um, I just kind of on the rewatch here felt like I was just reliving all the pain of seeing it the first time. I was just like, yeah, I, uh-huh. I kind of get why I didn't like this as a kid. So uh, mm, I chose okay. it because, you know, you guys have done some Van Damme movies. Van Damme, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the movie's on Tubi, so anybody who wants to go and rewatch it can yeah, do that. Easy to access. Easy to find. Perfect. Um, and, you know, even if it was going to be bad, uh, it's always fun to talk about, you know, stuff that's always, you know, not necessarily all that good so oh sure oh yeah just as fun to talk about bad stuff as uh as good uh this is one i rented a lot as a kid this is the one i liked yeah Uh uh-oh uh yeah oh yeah it's okay (laughs) we can feel how we feel (laughs) yeah um yeah no i i would rent this one pretty frequently like maybe not as much as blood sport but uh or later hard target but that was that was quite a bit later uh, but yeah, I don't know. Something about the whole street fighting angle and like the different locations and the different characters and stuff that he had to fight. Uh, it's you know the funny thing about this movie is it's basically just blood sport all over again, except yeah. each fight takes place in a different you know setting or whatever. Um, and there's some a bit more of an. I think the script is a little better in terms of an actual story in this one compared to Bloodsport. I mean, Sport. it's pretty weak. It story. is weak, it's but pretty weak. When, you compare it, when you compare it to other Van Damme movies of this time period, this is this is on top. Okay, this story is pretty <laughs> convoluted, like, with, like, did they, did it really need to start in, like, North Africa where he's, like, <laughs> escaping? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't, like, really... <laughs> Makes sense. Gives, at you all. Some, gives you some uh, exotic feeling, like oh, they're across the world. Yeah, I thought it was like watching an Indiana Jones movie or something <laughs> at first. Yeah. He has that fight scene with all the uh, fellow legionnaires that he's got to escape from. Yeah, I mean, it, it really, literally, is the same as Bloodsport, where he has to escape. For some reason, he's in the American military in Bloodsport, isn't he? Yeah, and he has to escape, so he beats up the soldiers and runs off the base, and then. They send two guys to track him down. Right. Like all that stuff is the yeah. same. Right. Well, Van Damme uh, wrote. Uh, he wrote this movie, I think. So. Yeah, he co-wrote he, it at least. Yeah. Just pulling from what he knew, right? A movie he had already done. I'll just make it like that. Um, yeah, and but yeah, I was reading. He also wanted it to feel like uh, Hard Times, which is a movie I only just recently watched for the first time with Charles Bronson, where he's a street fighter and has a manager character played by James Coburn so there's it's like he took Bloodsport and he took that movie and then just sort of like combined them basically together yeah there's um there's another cut of this movie it like I think his story was called Wrong Bet and yeah originally it was Wrong Bet right that it's actually released um it's like the uncut version of this movie it's like has been released as as Wrong Bet so that's out there somewhere uh I don't know uh, yeah, I think I read that that was that. only released in New Zealand and Australia or something like that. The wrong bet version. Oh, really? Which is that line? It's the line that he says, you know, at the yeah, end when exactly. his his manager's like, "I put it all on the other guy" or whatever, and he's like, "Wrong bet." Yeah, <laughs> that's what inspires him to. That's where he gets uh, his, get his final up. energy burst from. Yeah, exactly. He gets his Hulk Hogan, uh, Hulkamania burst there at the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, the rip. Weird. Rip weird story, like. Just on paper, it's weird. Like a, a brother out to like financially support his brother's wife and daughter. 
Like, yeah. Even though the brother died, there's no revenge element there. They just kind of kill the brother and then do nothing with it, which just felt. Yeah, he doesn't. Weird. He doesn't go after. He doesn't go after the guys that no, killed the brother. Right. They just burn this which guy. Is, that's absolutely how you would expect this to go. Yeah, because th- like, doesn't he reference it? Like, well, what happened to the guys that did this? Yeah, and they're like, oh, they already they already got them. They're in custody. In custody, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like, See, oh, okay. Let's just put that aside. <laughs> it just feels weird though because I, I this seems so unbelievable that if your brother died, that you would like move in on his family, and they definitely have some romantic undertones going on between them. Oh yeah, yeah. And yes. it is. It, it, it's <laughs> just all sorts of uncomfortable for me to watch. Yeah, but it reminds me of like an old western because old right. westerns yeah. were like that. Sure. Right. The brother dies. Hey, you're gonna need someone around the farm to help yeah. out, right? <laughs> yeah. Listen here, you're gonna need someone. Yeah. Right. A strong but, man around. Um, Leon. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time watching it for me. and uh, Oh, really? Oh, cool. I, I'm surprised I haven't watched it before. Uh, it just never really was one. Mm-hmm. On the, I just keep going to that well, the hard target. The hard target, like, yeah. back and back. Um, but very weird story. Um, there's some parts where I'm like, okay. And then when I saw the beautiful ass shot... Oh, oh I yeah. Mean, Amazing. Which, by the way, Van Damme insisted be in the film. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's in his contract. <laughs> we talked about that. Yeah. It's got to be. I even said it. it so my, his, it's his insistence that so, he, he does nudity in this film. <laughs> so I was watching it, and my wife was on the computer sitting next to me, and the ass shot. I'm like, we're going to get an ass shot because it's kind of teasing it <laughs> like it's buns. coming up. Here's those buns. And so it happens, and I'm like, there it is. <laughs> the ass shot it's in his contract and she's like really is it in his contract <laughs> well apparently he insisted that yeah he insisted be, i mean yeah. it makes sense come on no tan I mean, lines. if i had it if i if my ass looked like that i'm sure yeah Hell no tan yeah. lines no tan lines <laughs> good catch fucking bounce a quarter off <laughs> but that. no splits in this movie guys oh uh, i know how about like, a, I feel how like about he, a, yeah how about a naked splits the yeah, ass shot splits, while he's doing the like splits sport. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah hell yeah Let's do that. Yeah, that's the way to go for sure. I mean, I feel like he makes up for it in some of his other movies where he does the splits like multiple times. He should have done the blood sport. The yeah, blood, splits blood with the, sport nut, the, the nut, nut punch. punch. <laughs> well, he does do a nut punch in this. He does in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when this came out, uh, this isn't stuff that I knew as a kid, but this was actually his first like major studio release. Like Universal put this out. Um, and the movies he'd done before that, like Bloodsport and Kickboxer and Cyborg and stuff like that, were all, I think, canon movies. You know, so they were smaller reach movies. Right. So this was kind of like his actual breakout movie, which is kind of funny to That's think about. Because it's, yeah, it doesn't feel necessarily like, oh, this is the movie that people know Van Damme for. Yeah. Um, but this was like his first bigger proper release. Well, I mean, you could have cut like 45 minutes off this movie. <laughs> yeah, you say that for every movie. <laughs> <laughs> this one for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, there though. is there is some there's some dry stuff in this. I don't know, like I love his manager though. Oh, yeah, his manager is awesome, great. but it, it, there just Harrison needs to Page, be I think. more fighting and less family. Less yeah, family well, the, and, and less like that Cynthia, the the lady manager, the one yeah, who's like yeah. making money off <laughs> him. Yeah. Man, and wants to <laughs> wants to fuck shit, him really badly. Dude. Like, am I the only one who was very uncomfortable with her? 
<laughs> oh yeah, her advances were far too aggressive. Well, there she, was there was one she's moment never heard of consent clearly. Yeah, there was one moment where I'm like, yeah, this shit would not fly no if way. it was the gender uh, was reverse. Yeah, this shit would not fly. <laughs> this is okay. She's like grinding up against him in a change room when he's in his tidy whities and. Man, she, yeah, she yeah. fucking. I think she scared me as a child. Like, I just thought, like, I don't know what I would do if she did what she's doing to him to me. I don't know what I would do. I'd be she's terrified. A, she's a man eater. That's that song <laughs> yeah. was written. Was no written doubt. About her. <laughs> no doubt. Um, I think she does good in the role of making you hate her and stuff. Like, oh yeah, for sure. But like, Van Damme's um, his role or his like expression through the whole movie. Is like he shows up in New York. He walks around. and He's like, "Oh yeah, oh, oh, you you want to fight?" And you're like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh, oh, I'll get you another fight. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I like, think he's going for like he's this. He's reluctant, right? Like he's not though. He's it, just like he needs the money, but it's not something he really wants to. Here, do. get in this ring and fight this guy. Okay. I love how he just like stumbles upon this underground world of I mean, street fighting. Like he's on a bridge, he hears something going on. He walks down the steps and hears this fight going on and that's how he like falls into this. You know, but it, I guess America's like that, right? Like you go well, in, I go around a corner in an alley and there's like a in, Dustin, underground when you street were fighting a kid, ring, right? Were you not going down alleys trying to stumble upon <laughs> I kept trying to find them, but fight, I didn't, I didn't fight see ring? them anywhere. <laughs> I was like, I want to see, like, Guile and Ryu beat each other up on the street. I didn't see that happening, no, unfortunately. But I wished that I did. I think that's what I liked about it, though, was that... Uh, I think this actually came out maybe before Street Fighter 2, but it's that sort of... That whole sort of thing, right? Of uh, each, each fight takes place in an exotic sort of location. Or not exotic, but at least unique. Like a squash court or a swimming pool. Uh, yeah, I did like garage, that. Underground did garage. Like, that. like they all feel like a video game level kind of thing. Totally. Like all, all that and each stuff guy was, is kind of unique. Yeah, all that stuff was super fun. Um, yeah. Which, which fight is your guys' favorites? Oh, that's a good question. I like the pool fight. I like that it's funny that they have to wear like they have to wear these like singlets. Oh, how they're, uncomfortable! They're wearing like matching outfits. They came yeah, to the matching. <laughs> they came to the fight wearing the same thing. Hey, eh? <laughs> whoops! Oh how, no! How embarrassing! Yeah, I, it's either that or like they got there and they were like, "Okay, guys, here's your singlet. Go change in the bathroom, and and then we'll see you at the pool for the yeah. fight." <laughs> like, I like thinking that the they one... just accidentally wore the same thing. <laughs> yeah, how embarrassing! <laughs> the real faux pas at the street fight. I think the, uh, it like been the underground parking garage, that's a pretty iconic fight. I remember that yeah. like, as a with kid. The, Scot the yeah, Scottish guy. With just all the cars kind of creating the circle that they're fighting in. That's That yeah. was a visual that always stuck with me. And then, yeah, the guy's Scottish, so it's always fun if the character has like a style or look to him. You know, that makes him memorable. So that was, that was a good one, too. Yeah. I think the pool I is kinda, my favorite. I yeah. kind of wish they had one where it was like... Cause it's like he's always fighting on someone else's home turf, right? I wish they had a, had one where it's like all like French baguettes and shit <laughs> all around. <laughs> he's just like <laughs> they have a fight in the bakery. Yeah, in the fucking bakery or something. The patisserie. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the yeah the the pool one's pretty awesome because. I like the idea of like everyone's kind of standing on the pool edge and then you get a little bit of the water in there yeah. too. Um, 
Yeah, they've got the like the shallow bit of water that they can fight in, which is kind of fun. I'm like, I bet you that water is pretty fucking nasty. Oh, yeah. That's gross. That's some gross shit. <laughs> yeah, get in there. <laughs> Kill him. would have been good if he like, came up out of the water and he had like a old condom on his face. <laughs> Just a bunch of algae. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been real cool, Dustin. <laughs> An old condom on his face. <laughs> would have been gnarly. Uh, I do wish that one of these guys like died. Like when Van Damme was fighting them? Well, not not Van Damme necessarily, but like one of, I don't know. You could like, show, well, we see footage of Attila, which if that's, you know, jumping ahead, that's the end boss kind of guy. Uh, we see footage of him <laughs> yeah, killing a guy in a fight. Well, he doesn't kill him. He rips him in half. <laughs> Is that what's yeah. supposed to have happened? That's what he, they're he alluding him in half to. by the legs, yeah. Yeah. He held him up by the legs. Think of the sheer power it would take to do this. He lifts the guy up by the legs and then rips them apart, ripping the guy's crotch. Yeah, that's some, some Mortal Kombat shit. I, I, I mean, I want to see this uncut version to see if it shows <laughs> yeah, right. like the guts the right. guts spill the out. The guts, yeah. <laughs> in wrong bet. Um, and it had another t- title, too, when it was released in certain markets. It was called AWOL, I guess, as well. Okay. Um, for him escaping. That's a, that's a bad title. I like, it is. I like Lionheart. It's a good. It's a good <laughs> Lionheart's, Lionheart's a better title for yeah, sure. Yeah. He's, he's Leon. He's a lion. He's Leon. 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 Lion. Lion. Uh, and and going back to the his manager who, who is like the guy organizing that first fight that he comes across. I just think he's so awesome that he kind of like picks this movie up a bit. He sure like, does. Yeah. Because like we're saying, it's it's not a great script. Um, but he plays the character with like. I don't know. A lot of verve, uh, a lot of personality. I just he makes me laugh a lot, like the way he says shit. And I don't know. He just he's a good character. Yeah, and you get that you get that character arc of he's like seeing this guy as his meal ticket, Mm -hmm. and and then you get the character arc of oh, actually, like uh, you know, I see. Uh, Leon is a friend now. Yeah. And now I want to do he his becomes best loyal to him. Yeah. And to he becomes him. loyal. And, but also like, you know, I liked his arc of how he was, he's an old beaten down fighter himself yeah. Yeah, who got exactly. burned by Cynthia yeah. <laughs> previously and stuff as we learn. Uh, like the, I don't know. The, all the, that, all that part of the movie works really well. Yeah. He's like the wise, Sorry. the wise mentor who's like there to help in the beginning, but then also needs to be helped himself along the way and kind of has his own arc. So I actually thought all the characters in the movie were done really well. That was one of kind yeah. of like the shining parts, I thought. Yeah, like the kid and stuff. Like, it's all kind of like sappy stuff, but it, I don't know. Like, I kind of appreciate what they were going for because I think, you know, they were thinking, man, we got to appeal to more than just the dudes that are going to want to watch Van Damme do no, roundhouse kicks in the face. No. Nope. So, you know, they're like, if we do like an emotional angle here, where he's trying to pay for the little kid's bike and all this kind of stuff, uh, you know, that'll elicit some sort of reaction from from the women in the audience and stuff. Um, I, I mean, this whole, like, the soldiers camped out in, out front of her place, like, just watching mm-hmm. it, hoping to catch him. It, it, like, that stuff is lame. Yeah. Well, it's all just blood sport again, right? Yeah. Where we had Forrest Whitaker and the older guy were after him. It's the exact same setup, yeah. right? Like, is we've got the older guy and the younger guy. The younger guy becomes sympathetic to him right. and stuff. They even have, like, they even attend the final fight of the tournament kind of thing, just like in Bloodsport. Yeah. So all that stuff, I mean, I don't know if they realized that when they were making it. They probably did because 
let's be honest, Van Damme. I think he also did later. He did the Quest, which is yet another tournament fighting movie. So he just had a thing for those. I mean, it's hard to top top Enter the Dragon, right? So let's just keep trying to do a a tournament yeah. fighter type of thing. Um, I don't know. It, I can't sit here and tell you that I think it's a great movie by any means, but I had fun watching it. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't bored. I liked the characters. I thought most of the fights were decent. I like the way that they edited the fights so that you get like these repeat sh- versions of the punches and stuff. Like it kind of had impact to it by showing them sort of, you know, he does the elbow to the face, like, and it shows it like four times or whatever yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can see why you liked it when you were young. Mm-hmm. I, I could see like a kid liking this. For sure. It, but it is kind of on the boring side. <laughs> um, I mean, you can easily trim 45 minutes and then probably still trim more. <laughs> like, so, I mean, at least Bloodsport, yeah, there's like that little bit of romantic angle in there. Mm. But... I don't know. Maybe I need to rewatch Bloodsport because I remember watching it and being like, this movie is a child's movie. <laughs> well, it is. I yeah, know it is. Movie. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, these movies were made for adolescent boys, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, but I, I mean, like Tim was saying, this movie is a little more hardcore when the first scene is some guy lit on, lit on fire. Yeah, okay. But I mean, I was watching Seagal movies and yeah, all I know, these but things. You're and fucked in the head, microwaving cats and shit. <laughs> and microwaving cats. <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind of with you, James. I'm kind of on your side here. I feel like this movie was half good and half terrible. And the good <laughs> stuff is the fighting scenes where he's going from fight to fight, and the bad stuff is like all the stuff with his brother's family and Cynthia trying to you know have sex with him and. I feel like the runtime is probably equal for fights versus boring stuff. And yeah, I don't know. I just, they, they get me in the fights, then they take a big break with the boring stuff and then they kind of go back to the fights and it's, yeah, just, yeah. Watching it now. I don't know. I, 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 I well, liked I agree it that and I didn't I agree like that it. it's not paced well because yeah, like there is, I think they give just as much, if not more time to this serious story that they're trying to tell. Um, which, you know, isn't a, a story that needs that much time given to it. Like we could have had a lot less of the, the brothers. Like you can set that whole thing up with him wanting to give them money pretty easily without spending like as much time on it as they did. Oh, definitely. Uh, but they wanted to make it so melodramatic and stuff. Right. Um, I like Brian Thompson as as Cynthia's right hand man. He's fun in he that role. He should have fought though. He, he I thought he was gonna. Fought. I thought he was gonna fight. Yeah, uh, he does take a kick to the face in the last <laughs> fight. <laughs> it's kind of funny to not see him fight because he's like, this is the fucking night slasher from Cobra. Like, you just expect him to get in it in on the action at some point. Yeah, uh, and of course he's done lots of other action movies and stuff. So. I kept waiting for that. Uh, when, I think when I was a kid, even I expected it because I, I don't think I knew who he was as a kid, but I knew his face. He had a he's a very distinctive face. So. I'll be honest, I actually had a memory of him like getting involved after um, Van Damme beats Attila at the end. I had in my mind that Van Damme then has to fight that guy, and it didn't happen. So I don't know if I just made that up in my mind, or if there's a scene in another Van Damme movie you, where you like, like wrote executive- a, you wrote a better movie in your head. <laughs> yeah, just, exactly. <laughs> just wrote i wrote a yeah something better but i don't know if that happens in maybe double impact or something where like one of the suits 
who's involved, like he has to fight him. But I blended a couple things together and I was expecting it in this movie and didn't get it. And I was, I don't know. It's weird. Well, and speaking of double impact, this is the same director, this Sheldon Lettich or Lettich or however you say his name. Uh, he also did Double Impact, which we we covered that I think last year. That's where the the twin brothers Van Damme. Oh yeah, right. Uh, which was another one. Like, I th- and I think it's because these two came out right it around the same slow, time. Very slow that movie though. Uh, well, same director, right? Uh, so I think I de- I rented both of those movies like a lot. Uh, right. And just because I was at that age, and that's when they were out, and both of them were out at the same time, kind of back to back. You um, loved all the drama. Love the drama. Love that. Love that slow motion vignette uh, <laughs> scene on Double Impact on the boat. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I think that's again Double Impact oh, is yeah, a fun fuck. idea, where it's like, yeah, I want to see Van Damme play his own twin brother, but then there's all this like crappy drama between him and his brother. That's like, that's not what I wanted to see. I wanted to see some fun yeah. shenanigans and exactly. whatever. So, yeah, I think I think they wanted to prove they were being serious, and I read that. For this movie, Van Damme wanted to like show his critics that they were wrong. Like he has acting range; he can do more than just roundhouse kick people okay, in the face. Yeah, man, stay Those in your lane. It, <laughs> if that was his goal, honestly, it, it was not coming across at all. Like he had the same expression the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Well, I love how I love how disgusted he was by Cynthia the whole time. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's, he looked at her like she was some kind of cockroach or yeah. like through the whole movie. Uh I love but there's some good parts like when he's like he tells he tells his manager guy like yeah, like I want to take you guys all away from this stuff, and Cynthia too, if she wants. Oh, yeah, she wants right. like that, he's so hell? naive. That was like, so he's funny. so naive. He is so naive. But even that, yeah, I get like he's he's out trying to save his brother's family, but now all of a sudden he wants to save Joshua, his manager as well. He's like, yeah, we're all going to leave. I'm going to make enough money and we can all get They're out gonna, of like, here. They're going to go live on a farm together it was or so, something. It, was just, it seemed all so bizarre that it, it just seemed to happen so quick that he was, man, he's a very trusting and loving guy. That's all I'll say. Yeah, he's a Lionheart. He's got a big heart, guys. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's all it's all about family. It's all like, about family. He says in there, he's like, "You're the only family I got left," so that's why he's gonna uh, get the shit kicked out of him to make money, basically. Yeah. She, sh- uh, you know, Joshua shows her his knuckles and is like, "See, this is how he's getting that money." Like he's out yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Fucking throwing down so that you have money. Uh, but it's funny, like you know. There's no explanation as to why she hates him so much when he first shows up to be like, she's like, you didn't show up in time. He's dead. You're too late. And it's like, well, I was in the fucking French legionnaires in the middle of Africa. Like I busted my ass to get here. (laughs) There's like something to do with the drugs or something. Like she made a comment of him leaving something. Yeah. She made a comment of him leaving him him in the streets or something. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Like it was his fault. Do you smell a prequel like I do? Oh yes, that's what we need. Oh, it's about it's about time. <laughs> well, because he said th- there was something about uh, I told a line so that I would go to prison or something so that like his brother would not go to prison. Uh, oh, I, related I, I to missed, drugs. I feel like I missed that. It was yeah, like, but there is something there where it's like maybe he had been involved with the drug dealing lifestyle or something like something criminal because it never says specifically. It's just like, well, you, you left your brother and you joined the legionnaires, you asshole. Uh, like, so why did he join? It's like, why, well, why is he, why is he like, 
why is it his responsibility to make sure that his brother isn't doesn't become a fucking drug dealer? Because well, <laughs> it's whatever. all about family, apparently. Why did his brother get killed? It looked like it was over like twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, it was over sugar. He tried to buy like a small bag of cocaine. He was trying to buy coke. He had yeah, the tiniest amount coke. of money, and then they just kick him and burn him, and that was it. It was like, like wow. Like it's a f- yeah, you get flour and murdered. Bad deal. <laughs> I mean. You know the deal's going to go bad when there's 10 guys standing around while <laughs> you know, you're shit. making a $20 deal. <laughs> <laughs> like, and two yeah. of them have gas cans. <laughs> yeah, that was gnarly, though. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, even watching it now, it was like, that was a graphic scene when he's being wheeled into the hospital and he's just all yeah, burned. I love the doctor, too, just like, oh, well, you know, it's going to be kind of going to be touch and go when you have an accident like that. No shit, touch and go. The guy's going to be dead in like five minutes. His entire body has been burnt. He looks, he looks like fucking Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I, I, I honestly was hoping that it was going to be, we would get some more action out of this this burnt body because I was hoping <laughs> I was hoping is like Van Damme would show up and then they'd have that scene in the hospital mm-hmm. like where were you you weren't there to protect me you know and, you it's, know, your, oh, fault. it's <sighs> your fault and then he dies right well how about he lives and he becomes the big bad and he fights Van Damme at the end for his his own family yeah, and he's like Dark Man or something. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> the movie. I like this. A bunch of bandages. <laughs> um, I did like I Attila, uh, He was cool. Yeah, Attila's cool. He's a, he great, cool. he's a great villain. He was a professional boxer, so actually, like, you could kind of buy what he was doing uh, as a character because he was so huge, and he actually looked like he could fight, so uh, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I bought into him. He has a good, he has like a cool look. Uh, he seemed menacing. Uh, the way they shot the fight was was good. Yeah, was oh good. yeah, that fight takes place in like, I don't know, like the kind of tent you would rent for a wedding or something. Oh, but it's yeah. on. I don't know if you guys noticed. It's on it's in on the backyard. Yeah, on someone's tennis court in their backyard. Yeah. They just put a tent on it. That was. I love yeah. that. That's a great idea. I'd see. That's again. I got to go back to these. That's the part that perks perks me up is all these fun little spots. Like they got the squash court fight, and he kicks the guy through the window, and like he's, the guy's slamming him into the wall. Like all of those things are fun. I agree. Yes, we could have lost a lot of the other shit, maybe, or even like it's not even that long of a movie. But if you cut out some of that story stuff and added a couple more fights, the balance would be a lot better. I that feel would make like make a huge difference. Yeah. Because yeah. um, those are all fun. Like we could, we could have had like a beach fight or you know yeah, something like that. Keep them going. It's that's, not that's that's that the best long. It's an hour forty eight minutes. Yeah, I felt it was yeah, a bit that, long. That, that's a little bit long. Well, it is a bit long. Yeah, especially for this kind of a movie. Yeah, for a tight, a tight hour. <laughs> a tight hour. <laughs> Just an episode <laughs> of TV. It's a short film. Yeah. <laughs> James always wanted those movies to be shorter. I, I just think this movie did what a, like a lot of action movies do where they try to be a little bit of both like oh well we got to get the dude in there for the action but we got to get the woman in there for mm-hmm. the romantic shit always a big mistake <laughs> always we had two weird romance attempts going on in this film right yeah, yeah love triangle i mean she even says like well is he is he fucking her yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> i mean the whole reason cynthia turns on him is that a he won't fuck her and b maybe he's fucking this other lady or he's <laughs> fucking his manager or he's fucking his manager <laughs> <laughs> Well, the first guy that Van Damme fights once he's in the street fighting thing is like, 
you're so pretty. I don't know whether to fight you or fuck you. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is definitely 90s. It definitely had some classic lines. That was uh, one of the things that stuck out for me. Some uh, very enjoyable quotes. Yeah. Yeah, there is some some funny lines of dialogue. I think most of the good dialogue comes from Joshua, from Harrison Page. Yeah, most uh, which, of it, you know, for he, sure. He, he wasn't even in a lot of movies. Like, I was looking at his resume, and, like, he did a ton of television stuff. Like, you, name a TV show he's probably been on it, basically, going back to the 70s. Um, but, man, like, why wasn't he in more movies? He fucking kills it in this. I know I've already brought this up, but, like... He was really know, charismatic, yeah. He had a lot of energy. He, and then by he was far even crying. The by the end, he's crying. Like he's got, he's got a lot of uh, you know breadth in his acting. He can go. He can do a lot of different stuff. Yeah, he brings it. Like he's like, okay, you guys want this to be a fucking serious, dramatic uh, action film? I will fucking bring it to that level. Like See, uh, the he's thing. the only one who's convincing on that level. Exactly. I bought it from him, but I didn't buy it from any of the other characters. That this was actually like a really big deal, and people's lives were at stake. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe if they could have had actors and actresses who were bringing that, like actually made it feel like that was a real thing. I just I had trouble feeling involved in the story or really feeling anything for any character that was meaningful other yeah. than other than I, Joshua. I think that's I think that's fair. I mean, and even like James was saying, uh, Van Damme is kind of dour in this movie. Like one thing that's fun about Van Damme is that we've talked about is like how he's kind of in on the the joke like he's I mean he's, having, he's usually on, more he's usually more of a fun character he's right? in on yeah. every joke in hard target right i mean it's hilarious <laughs> right but in this it feels like he's kind of morose well, he's, he's upset about his brother he's upset about he's trying to show his range yeah Dustin. he is and i mean that's what he was doing with double impact as well the same director where he's like, I'll show my range. I'll play two fucking different characters, and they'll be, you know, like <laughs> one's the Euro yeah. trash, happy yeah. go lucky guy, and one's the right mean, surly drunk guy, or whatever. Uh, I guess he had it that in his mind that he had to convince people of something instead of just embracing who he was, and you know, the type of entertainment that he brought to people was it was enough. You didn't have to be a guy who was like an Oscar winning fucking actor or something to, to be an entertainer. But yeah, I point. mean, so some of the quotes on link are on, on, uh, what is it? IMDb. Uh, IMDb are Cynthia. I'm not your toy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, he pissed her off, man. Yeah. He was not enough strong to be jail. Apparently that's yeah. well, that, that was a great one. He was not enough strong to be in jail. He's talking about his brother. Yeah, oh, so right, why, right, why did you right. let him go to prison or something? He was not enough strong to be in jail. <laughs> oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> we couldn't. Uh, we couldn't have rewritten that one, guys. Joshua j- Jive Turkey. Take another. Do another take. Uh, jive Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> don't ever lose your heart, Lionheart. Because you'll never get it back. Ooh, deep. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes life is is ugly and stupid and mean. <laughs> like these. Well, are, this is what he says to the little girl. Yeah, this is what he says to the little girl. He's gonna He's like, kill hey. your ass. That was a, a favorite of mine from Joshua. Oh yeah, he's gonna kill your <laughs> ass, gonna man. Kill your ass. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Oh yeah. I guess I should. Don't I should, you know? I'm gonna, he's gonna kill that. your ass, <laughs> man. Oh man. <laughs> 
Uh, well, yeah, Joshua had had the, a lot of the good ones, and I like the first fight after after Van Dam wins and like walks off. He's like, "No, wait a minute, there's not enough money here. Like, yeah. come, come back here." <laughs> yeah. Then he's like making him buy him his burger and all that stuff. I like how Van Dam is like such a snob. He like looks at that cheeseburger from that greasy food stand. Like, I'm not gonna touch that with a thousand foot pole. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> well, you actually never see him eat. Yeah, he you? never eats anything. He buys a bunch of Twinkies later for the for the kid, but. He's on a fighter's diet, so, you know. Yeah. Can't be eating uh, juicy cheeseburgers. Just cocaine. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Uh, Cocaine and gin. I like how the the final fight got set up, because there was this fun part in the movie where they always needed, like, some sort of uh, investor to, like, put on the next fight or someone to bet large amounts on the next fight. So they set up this final fight with Attila, with a couple of dudes, and I mean, these guys are just sitting in the room. They Cynthia shows them this tape of Attila, which she has doctored. Which she's doctored because Attila just he lets people beat them up until he's had enough, and then he rips their legs apart. Uh, so she leaves the part where he's winning out, and they're watching it and they're just mumbling. They're like, you know, like oh, Lionheart will have no problem with this guy. All they've seen is him just getting punched in the face. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this will be a he's great. Like, we fight. don't need to watch anymore. Yeah, we'll this. take we'll yeah. take Lionheart for like three million, <laughs> you know, and that's how they set yeah. the fight up. And it's like, that's awesome. I love that. That was so funny. And then at the end, when you know he manages to come back somehow and defeat Attila, which you know looked like a lost cause. Oh, may I add um, just one thing with a broken rib? Oh, yeah. Because if he didn't have a yeah. broken rib, then it would have been easy for him. So they had to break his right. rib first. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in wrestling, you got to do a storyline of why he's he's injured. Oh, he's right. got a he got injured in, in last week's match, so he's got tape on his arm or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but he manages to come back and win. And then those guys that were, you know, had bet on Lionheart, they somehow, by the end of the fight, know that Cynthia was trying to fuck them over. I know, they're right? Like, they're like, thanks a lot for the tip, yeah. Cynthia, you stupid tip. bitch. I noticed that. Like, that didn't make a lot of sense. And then she tries to escape and, like, she's leaving the mansion, whatever. And then, like, the guy, whoever runs the fights overall, who we never even see, yeah, is like, bring her back in here like and she's like i got the money i just gotta get it from new york or blah blah you know whatever like oh cynthia she's finally gonna get hers <laughs> uh, how yeah, about when everybody's clapping for him when he's like van damme yeah, losing yeah the, the slow the, clap the la- he's losing the last battle and he gets up one last time and everybody's clapping i mean i don't know is that good or bad? What do you guys think? Where where do we I stand think it, with this? I think it's 1990 good. Okay, yeah, that's a good a good call. I I think it's just you know fucking humans are horrible. Mm-hmm. So I think it just goes back to like like Roman area Colosseum fucking gladiator shit. <laughs> that I think even today, if you had that, people would be like, yeah. All right, let's go. Come on. Yeah. You know, I you mean, that's what that's what like MMA fighting is basically, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's true. Um the guy that played the older soldier that was hunting they were hunting for him. Yeah. He was the main bad guy in Kickboxer. Uh Michelle Kesey his name is. And I guess he was like I don't know if it was after Kickboxer, but I guess he was basically like Van Damme's friend, so Van Damme cast him over and over again in in his movies and stuff. Oh, okay. He was in Bloodsport as well. Yeah, he's just he, one of the fighters in Bloodsport. Yeah, he's, right? he's the guy who gets his leg broken by Chong Lee. 
Right. He's yeah. he's actually brothers in real life with Attila. Yes, I was reading that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't. I never knew that until now. Just Me like neither. Last night. Just oh, some neat, neat connections there. Yeah, and I'm surprised that Attila guy didn't end up in more movies because, like we were saying, he had a really good look. Like he looks he like a, he could whip your ass. Did you? And you guys catch in the first or one of the first scenes when he escapes from the uh, Legionnaires camp, he fights those guys. Uh, the the black guy that he fights is Billy Blanks, who you know, I heard that and I, I kept looking for. I watched the movie twice for the for the episode here. I kept looking for him and I couldn't find him. Yeah, no, he's just like he fights like three or four soldiers in that one scene to escape, and yeah. he's he's the black guy in that one scene, which is weird. It's like why has he got such a non-existent role in this? Because right around this time, he was starting to do, maybe a year or two after this, maybe he started to do a lot of directed like like a direct to video uh, hmm. action movies himself, where he was like the lead. So uh, just kind of funny to see him in such a not like nothing part or whatever. Uh, I did like that other scene too. I forgot about the scene where, uh, where Leon and Joshua get like gonna get mugged by that gang of guys. Oh yeah, they want to use like, a telephone. I just like the look. Like <laughs> the guy's got like a trench coat and no shirt. Like, yeah, true. <laughs> like they, <laughs> they just kind of looked pretty cool. And the one guy is like at the end, he's like, "You're lucky. You're lucky, punk!" And like <laughs> runs away after they beat the shit out of all of them. Yeah, but Joshua actually beats so the shit out of them. Yeah, that's what I liked because like Joshua was a fighter, right? So he's not he's not just a pushover. Even if he is kind of like you know all beat up and, and older now, mm-hmm. he's, he can still throw some punches and get in there, yeah. get in the mix. That's yeah, true. I don't know. I don't. Is there anything else that we haven't covered in this? This mm. fantastic classic. I think we all gave it ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah, not really. Close. I don't think really there's close. More. <laughs> close. I okay. Think we, well, we'll have we covered to it. covered it all. Oh, oh one yeah. more thing. Um, the music. Oh. They played that one like it's like the young girls theme, and they played it so many fucking times in the movie that I was so sick of hearing <laughs> it by the end. And in the final fight, <laughs> they like took the theme. But they made it more dramatic, like they changed some of the notes to make them sound like more evil and sinister. And then at the very end where he's running down the street, which was just so corny, then they made oh, it. Oh, right. Like, they, the soldier guys let him go so he right. can go back to the. Then they made that song like more orchestral and they like made it fuller sounding. Honestly, Matt, they, they probably played that song 30 <laughs> times in the movie. It was just every time. Anything was going on. It was this little girl's like theme where you're supposed to feel like Van Damme is like making a connection with her. And I don't know, man. It was, it was, well, they only got the rights to that song, right? So they got to use it. Yeah. Well, I think they hired like an actual, I was reading and they had, they had some other guy that was supposed to do the music. And then the, the, the people who backed the film were like, oh, no, okay, we've got a we've got a good movie here, so we need to get an actual composer. So you're really uh, you're really breaking that guy's heart right now. Too. It was not good. It was not good. I apologize <laughs> well, to whoever that was, but that was not good. Well, look, it not it's good. not as, it, the music is not as good as the fucking Bloodsport music, for God's sake. No, no. Well, you can't beat that Kumite song. I oh, do yeah. appreciate the saxophone, though, right off the bat. Oh, yeah, there's some sax. Yeah, right off some, the bat. Some good. So appreciate that. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, let's uh, let's put Tim's numbers in before we. Uh, okay. So we can use our our compute action tron cu- Tim, computer. What, Tim, what do you got for plot? Uh, I have a three for plot. Ooh, ouch. Okay. 
Mm -hmm. And uh, action kills. I've got a four for action kills. That bad, eh? Pacing. Pacing, I've got a four. All right. Uh, quotes and tropes. Quotes and tropes, I have a seven. And your personal reaction? Is a four. Four, okay. Wow, you're a harsher critic than James, even. <laughs> well, I mean, I was kind of looking at it, and I'm like, would I, like recommend this movie to people and it's kind of like right down the middle it's like yes and no so it's got to be around five for me so you know my, my final score comes a little bit below that but yeah it's not much more than a, a mid a mid movie for me yeah you're as over, mid as the kids would say overall <laughs> score 4.4 4. um mid heart <laughs> okay so so uh, my scores are plot five Action kills five, just not enough of them. Uh, pacing four, uh, quotes and tropes five, overall six, which I feel should be a five, <laughs> but I'm not going to change it because I don't know. You're too lazy. I guess. <laughs> uh, well, I gave this sixes across the board. <laughs> I think it's just just good enough for me to have a, a decent time with it. Now, a lot of that, it, it, I, I will fully admit, is probably nostalgia. I don't think it's a great movie. Uh, I don't think it's one of ben Van Damme's best movies by any means. I think there's enough fun to have with the street fighting. I wasn't as put out by the family stuff as you guys. Yeah, but, you fucking love it. But I think what, like I said, what makes the movie work for me is Joshua. Like, I think he yeah. really brings it up. No, um, it's, it's fair. I mean, I, if you bring nostalgia in, I can definitely see this getting, you know, higher marks than I, I gave it. I, I lacked the nostalgia. I remember kind of not liking it. So I think that carried on right a you bit. already you already weren't like into it right yeah so. i was hoping to rewatch it and, and be into it um yeah you know and like we already talked about i was but there's just there was a lot of stuff that kind of was not great yeah i mean if i hadn't i don't know like like i said like i rented this in double impact so many times uh so that definitely has something to do with it i still only give it a six out of ten but um i mean i'd like to think that I would like it more after watching it a couple times, but it does kind of drag on. Well, I think they could have shaved at least 15 minutes and replaced some of the other stuff with more fighting than you would have had. That's true. You would have had a better impact, a better double impact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's an overall score of 5.1, which means we got a tie at number 161 <laughs> oh no 160 with armageddon <laughs> tango and cash Ooh. air force one <laughs> and the old guard uh well tim we'll let you go first where would you put it amongst those have you seen I, all those movies i haven't but i've heard enough and i would put it behind tango and cash Okay, behind Tango and Cash, ahead of Air Force One. Ahead of Air Force One. Um, I mean, I think I would have to put it only in front of uh, the old guard. <laughs> I think I'd put it behind everything except that. And even I liked it more than you, and I would put it further yeah, yeah. back. Than, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really didn't like the old guard. There was things I did like about it a lot, but there was just too much stuff that didn't work about it for me. But. Um. Yeah, I would agree with you, Dustin. I'm going to put it, I'd put it behind Air Force One ahead of the old guard. So, so I guess that would make it a new number 163. 
163. Wow. Top 100. It's in the top, it's in the top, top 200. 200 greatest action 200, films 200, I mean. ever made. Well deserved. Well deserved. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we'll probably take a little break before we revisit uh, Van Damme again. I mean, the funny thing is we still got a, a handful of his major releases left that we haven't done yet. Whereas with short, like a guy like Schwarzenegger, we've got like only a couple left really to do. Um, yeah, but like Schwarzenegger, we got to go like redo Predator again. Yeah, we should redo Predator because that's a 10 out of 10. We need to redo probably be in the Commando. <laughs> again? Well, I again. think we redid it twice. No, no, we need to revisit <laughs> it. Maybe with a guest, I think. Yeah? Maybe that'd be better. Just other than John? Anyone other than John? So that we Actually, bump it up? it's the best time. <laughs> it's the best time to do it right now. <laughs> All right, let's do a quick commando review. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, all right, well, thank you so much, Tim. Uh, really appreciate you coming on and, uh, you know, forcing us, twisting our arm to watch <laughs> yeah, really twisting uh, Lionheart. Always uh, hard to get us to watch a Van Damme movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No uh, really, really appreciate it. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, kind of like what uh, Talking Back is all about? And we're. Yeah, uh, one more. Pl- let's get one, one more, more plug. Good plug get one more plug in. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me. That was a lot of fun. Um, if you want to hear more from me, uh, I am on Talking Back. And again, we do mo- movies, comics, video games, and other stuff. And uh, we're easy to find, so check us out. Uh, we'll probably have uh, an episode or two that you, you'd like if you're uh, a fan of uh, the guys here at Action Action. So, I'm sure you. I'm sure there are episodes you're going to like. Mm-hmm. They've covered all kinds of stuff, guys, so check them out. Mm-hmm. Well, th- thank you again, and um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, you can check out our list. It's on Letterboxd at Action Action. I think we're at 233, mm-hmm. sure. I think, movies <laughs> on the list. I've lost so. track. <laughs> so we're almost halfway to our goal of 500. Oh, man, that's it? We're halfway there? We're not even at halfway. Oh, my God. Right? So we're almost there. I think our goal was 100. I think we surpassed that. When we started? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great job. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, but thank you for listening. Uh, You can check us out on Instagram. You can talk to Dustin. You can... uh, Hey, join our Patreon. You can make us pick a movie. You know, we just uh, not that long ago got another Patreon follower. So, hey, it makes me want to keep doing this because it makes you feel all the warm, monies, warm and fuzzy. All the monies. The yeah, all the cash flow. <laughs> the, the huge oh, amount yeah. of cash I flow. I could almost quit my job. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, thank you, everyone. And we will see you next week. Let's go, guys.